What up fam, I'm Elena, a certified nutrition coach, personal trainer, and hormone specialist. I'm a former public educator turned holistic fitness coach, and I'm on a mission to disrupt diet culture and educate individuals on how they can heal their gut issues, hormone imbalance, and food relationships caused by chronic dieting, inflammation, and autoimmune or chronic illness. My philosophy for coaching is simple. Eat more, move better, feel amazing, because life is too short to feel like shit. So let's dive in. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to, we are on episode 36 of What the Funk, where we are tackling health hormones and healing without losing your damn mind. Because let's be real, this shit can get a little wild sometimes, and there's a lot of information out there, and there's a lot of things that people need to do, and it can be a lot. It can be a lot. Let's not pretend like it's not a little bit overwhelming. That's that's part of why I do what I do, because I've I've been... Uh, that person before that's having all the issues, having all the gut issues. The doctors are telling them they're fine. They're like, oh, your blood works normal, blah, blah, blah. Um, ending up in the hospital and trying to figure out just like what the hell is happening. Um, and so that's kind of why I got into what I do. But today I'm very excited because this is an episode where we are talking about the gut brain access. Gut feeling is not just a phrase, my friends. So let's start off. We're just going to, we're going to get right into it, you guys, because I, I just want to, I'm, I'm excited for today's episode. So uh, the first thing we're going to talk about is gut health. Um, some basics that you need to know um, to understand why this thing called the gut brain axis is such a big freaking deal. It really is. Um, so first things first, gut health and immunity, meaning your body's ability to fight off infection and stay healthy, is 70% of the immune system is in the gut. You've probably heard me say this before. You've probably heard other people say this before, but it is true. Your digestive system, the bacteria and acids and enzymes in your digestive system is the first line of defense for pathogens within the body. If there's a disruption in the gut microbiome, you are more prone to small sicknesses, colds, flus, other viral infections, things like that. And this continued inflammation and continued um, strain on your essentially immune system can lead to additional inflammation. So now inflammation is usually the chronic outcome or the outcome of chronic gut issues. Chronic meaning these things are recurring on a fairly regular basis and this can lead to disease. Okay. So gut issues Okay, disruptions of the microbiome, low stomach acid, um, low digestive enzymes um, can lead to lowered immunity, um, which can lead to excess toxins and bacteria within the system, breaking down the gut lining, compromised gut lining or leaky gut syndrome or intestinal permeability, allows toxins and bacteria to get into the bloodstream, and it compromises your nutrient absorption from the food that you eat, meaning that you're not getting enough nutrients and these nutrient deficiencies can subsequently exacerbate um, any symptoms or biofeedback you might be experiencing like fatigue, like energy, metabolic rate, thyroid issues, um, sex hormone issues, right? Nutrients are required to support our hormone functions, our basic bodily functions. Um, and then this chronic inflammation can also be a trigger for autoimmune disease or chronic illness, right? And this is also very highly influenced by like genetics um, and uh, things that happen even when you were very small or, you know, your environment from when you were little um, can impact the illnesses and chronic autoimmune or otherwise that you're maybe more susceptible to as 
an adult as we get into adulthood. Um, so essentially, genetics loads the gun, environment pulls the trigger. Okay. Now, nutrient deficiencies, right, can lead to those, um, you know, issues with maintaining healthy hormones. And now you don't just have like gut issues. And when we're talking gut issues, we're talking chronic bloating, you know, cramping in the stomach, um, irregular bowel movements, swinging from really heavily constipated to very loose bowel movements, or maybe you're all over the spectrum depending on the day and you have no consistency whatsoever. Um, maybe you have a lot of what feels like acid reflux. Maybe you feel very like you get full very fast. You get bloated really quickly after eating, right? Those are the types of chronic gut health issues. Like if these things are occurring, like on a weekly basis, especially multiple times a week, or even on a daily basis, that's what we call chronic, chronic gut health issues. That's like just sort of a catch-all for it. This can often be diagnosed as IBS or irritable bowel syndrome. And this is funny. I've had this conversation with several people lately, but IBS is not a disease. It's a set of symptoms that the medical community likes to label as IBS so they can give you a drug. And typically what I found, I have not met one person who has been quote unquote diagnosed with IBS, which again is not actually a disease. It's a series of symptoms. Um, They've been diagnosed with IBS, given a medication, and they still have issues. Like the medication doesn't actually fix anything. It might put a Band-Aid over the bullet hole to start with, but they're constantly still in and out of the doctor. They're constantly still having issues. Or if they come off this medication, they start to have even more issues than they had before because they're not actually addressing the root cause. Um, And so that's, that's fun fact about IBS. Now, IBD inflammatory bowel disease. We've got diverticulitis, Crohn's, ulcerative colitis. Those are autoimmune diseases of the gut. Those are autoimmune responses. And autoimmune disease is where the body attacks cells or certain tissues within the body due to an immune response um, and sort of a dysregulated immune response, right? I, I have an autoimmune disease. I have Hashimoto's where my body will attack my thyroid if it's provoked or if I let things get out of whack with how I maintain my health, right? Um, Where your body is attacking itself, that's an autoimmune disease. And so IBD, irritable bowel disease, is not the same as IBS, which is just a set of symptoms that somebody might be experiencing. Um, Same with like GERD. GERD is like acid reflux, basically. Um, It's not like a permanent state of being, um, if you will, unless there's like a mechanical issue. Like I do have a client, she does experience GERD, but she also has a hiatal hernia, um, which causes that that's a functional, like a physical function that is causing this. It's not due to her lifestyle. It's literally like a physical thing that she has to manage. And we work with her doctor and she does utilize a series of medications as well as functional supplementation, as well as lifestyle and dietary changes that we've made in order to help her manage it. Right. So we attacked it from all sides. Um, and now her symptoms are much improved. So, um, what we're talking about here is also leaky gut syndrome. So we talked about that intestinal lining that can allow you know, toxins and bacteria to get more into the bloodstream. This is where the lining of the intestine becomes compromised. So you have your, your intestinal lining is sort of like fused together. Like it's kind of almost it's got these junctions, these junctions within it. And when these li- these junctions loosen, it lets in those toxins and bacteria. Um, this can also, um, be weakened by gluten. So while you people aren't necessarily like have celiacs or have an autoimmune disease that requires them to necessarily remove gluten, 
consuming a lower gluten diet or even removing it altogether for a period of time can help that intestinal lining sort of come together. Obviously you have to do more than just remove gluten. So don't just like go take out gluten for shits and giggles guys. Cause it's not as easy. Um, you know, it's easier to be gluten-free than it used to be, but it's still not like, don't do it just to do it. You should have a reason for doing it. Um, it can weaken the intestinal lining. Um, again, and this again also leads to nutrient absorption, which again will exacerbate hormone imbalances within the body. Um, things other than just like removing gluten, an anti-inflammatory diet, stress management, targeted supplementation, and time, right? Time. A lot of times people, and I, I have this conversation sometimes too with my clients, they, they go three, four, five months in and they're like, why hasn't this been fixed yet? I'm like, how long have you been working at this? They're like, mm, four months. I'm like, cool. How many years did you have issues? Uh, like 20. And I'm like, cool. Yeah you need to be patient, <laughs> right? Where it's a sort of a play, you're playing a game of hurry up and wait a lot of times when we're dealing with digestive or hormonal issues. Some things can sort of correct very quickly and some things that might take six months, eight months, 12 months plus in order to really start to see that needle move and solidify that progress, right? It's not just about, oh, I'm going to do 30 days of an AIP diet or 30 days of whole 30. And then all your problems are solved, especially if you've had digestive issues for a long, long time. Okay. Um, now this is where we're going to kind of get into more of how the gut brain axis, how the digestive system impacts the brain. So similar to leaky gut syndrome, um, this can also lead to, you know, in, in, in higher levels of toxins and bacteria within the bloodstream can impact this blood brain barrier. So this is a function of the central nervous system, which essentially keeps pathogens out of brain tissue, but this can be compromised when chronic inflammation is high due to higher levels of toxicity, usually rooted in chronic gut issues. Okay. And this is where we get to also the gut brain axis. Okay. So I always say gut feelings more than just a phrase. It's because what goes on in your digestive system will directly impact what's going on in that little brain of yours. So especially if you are um, one of my people who is very anxious, maybe you deal with depression, maybe you have ADHD, your gut health is going to be a cornerstone of managing your mental health. And it's very possible it was maybe something that even triggered the development of your mental health diagnosis, right? It might've triggered the onset of these symptoms you know, over the course of years and it can make them worse or it can make them better. So we have the enteric nervous system, which is the nervous system for the digestive system and the central nervous system, which controls everything else. Now these things meet in the gut and that is what we call the gut brain axis. So gut health is twofold. Okay. Um, it, because your digestive stress will impact mental health and stress levels will impact your gut health. So it's sort of a two way street, like which came first that addressing gut health has to be twofold. You have to address it from the functional standpoint, nutrition, supplementation, functional strategies that are not supplementation based nutrition, movement, sleep, um, you know, plus you have to also, well, I guess I just kind of answer my own question. I was trying to make this sort of like twofold is the functional, which is going to be supplementation, nutrition, um, movement and lifestyle, which is going to be that stress management, functional strategies that are non-supplementation based as well as, um, sleep. So it's twofold. So you need functional and lifestyle approaches 
and a really heavy effort on targeted stress management, which is proactive stress management. I did a podcast on proactive stress management um, or react or proactive gut health in the previous episode. And I also did um, proactive stress management on episode 31. So check those out because we're not, this is where we're talking about. We're not waiting until shit hits the fan for you to do something to try to calm yourself down. This is where you're really trying to pursue proactive parasympathetic nervous system support. So how uh, do you support the gut-brain axis? Well, the first thing is you guys will hear me talk a little bit about supplementation now, but here's the thing with supplementation. If you're not willing to turn inward and work on everything else, a supplement is not going to fix anything. They're only as effective as the rest of your lifestyle is in place. Um, While they can sort of help some initial discomfort, it's not going to fix the problem, right? It's not going to actually address and help you manage the issue from the root cause. So a few things that I typically do with people to support gut health, which supports the gut-brain axis, okay? So sometimes I have to go through an elimination diet to identify what triggers are or have somebody go on an anti-inflammatory diet, which sounds really like people are like, oh, that sounds so restrictive. And it's just like, it's not actually that restrictive. Usually people, when they start doing this, they're eating more food, more calories, than they were before. They're actually eating more food, but because their bodies are getting more of what it needs, they're able to manage that higher food intake much more effectively than they were before. Um, So basically, long story short is you can't just continue doing whatever you want to do in order to see and then maintain results. If the bulk of your diet comes from pre-packaged foods is a standard American diet or eating, dining out, doing fast food multiple times a week, you're abusing caffeine. Um, something's got to change. And some people are like, well, I wish I could just do what I want. And I'm like, the reason you're here is because you did just whatever the hell you wanted to. And now you are facing the consequences of those choices over the last 10, 15, 20 plus years. Okay. Um, cause a lot of people that I work with, they're in their like thirties, forties, even fifties. Um, and it's like, it takes time to undo stuff. And so I do have some clients that are in their early twenties, they're 21, 22 up to 24 years old. And they do respond to these sort of strategies much faster because they've had less time to become dysregulated. We're catching things before or they've been in a state of dysregulation for years, they've maybe been here for like a year or two or less. And we're like kind of starting to write the ship. Um, you want to, so I, and I would not recommend going through like an elimination diet by yourself. Um, it's, it, you need to do it in a structured manner. Otherwise you can undo the effects of the elimination. Um, so you essentially undo all of the hard work that you did before. Um, you want to modulate your training intensity and optimize stress management. Uh, modulating training intensity means that you're training well enough to help your body better manage stress, but you're not training so hard that you are not allowing yourself to recover, right? It's not a go hard or go home situation. It's a, how consistent can we be? Like, can we just make movement a consistent part of your routine? And you're going to optimize your stress management, which is going to look at those proactive stress management. Again, if you want more information on that, I would go to episode 31 because I really dive in on proactive stress management there. Um, The other thing that we're going to want to look at here is we're going to stimulate the vagus nerve. Now, what's fun about the vagus nerve is this vagus nerve is directly connected to that parasympathetic nervous system, which is your body's rest and digest function. So that's going to better support your ability to digest food and um, absorb nutrients. So deep breathing, breath work, gargling, water, singing, 
because the vagus nerve is directly connected to the vocal cords, which I absolutely love this because I'm um, a classically trained vocalist. I actually have a degree in choral music education. I taught choir for eight years and I do have a small voice studio. I have like nine private music students that I teach voice and piano to, which is super fun. But singing, they're like, I just feel so much better after singing. And it's like, yeah, because you're stimulating the vagus nerve. So it doesn't have to be good singing. Now singing is a learned skill, but that's another, that's another uh, conversation for another day. But anything that can help you sort of stimulate that vagus nerve. So deep breathing in, holding your breath and then deep breathing out, doing a few deep breaths, especially even before meals is really, really great. So food behaviors, chewing, are you chewing your food or are you inhaling it? Meal environment. Are you trying to eat? Are you eating on the go for every single meal? Or are you finding some time to sit down and eat once or twice a day? Meal size. Sometimes we need to do bigger meals spaced out. Sometimes we need to do smaller meals a little closer together. There's not one size fits all rule with meal size or meal timing, but it's dependent on the individual. So play around with meal size and meal timing. If you're an individual that gets full very quickly, you might want to do smaller meals throughout the day. But if you're somebody who has maybe lower hunger levels, which hunger levels are a completely different conversation. A lot of people have are like, I'm just never hungry. I'm like, that is a stress response. <laughs> hate to tell you if you're never hungry or you're not even hungry, like in the, during the day, um, it, that is a dysregulated stress response by the body. Um, you cannot trust that hunger signal, but getting good meal size and meal timing, playing around with those can sometimes also help your body better digest and absorb nutrients. So now functional supplementation, like I said, if you're just looking for a quick fix supplement, like a greens supplement, ugh, please don't like, just please don't. It's not worth your money. Um, green supplements, collagen. These are like very fluffy supplements. They can be good. They can be beneficial, but they're not going to, again, they're not going to fix anything. They might like mask some of the concerns that you're dealing with. Um, but they're not going to actually fix anything. So things that I talk about that are like a functional supplementation are usually digestive enzymes, different vitamins, different minerals, um, BTNHCL with pepsin, which is, you know, hydrochloric acid. So if you have low stomach acid, um, and there are other herbs and natural antimicrobials that can help the body do what it needs to do in order to fill in a gap due to lifestyle medication, things like that. Okay. So even certain medications, if you're an individual on a lot of, you know, prescription medications for various things, you're probably dealing with a lot of nutrient deficiencies because a lot of medications, for example, hormonal birth control can sap the body of nutrients like magnesium, like zinc, right? We want to make sure that you're getting a really good, I always say, say everybody should be on a multivitamin, really quality fish oil. And most people also need a vitamin D supplementation because vitamin D is also a really huge trigger. Having low vitamin D can put you at very high risk for developing an autoimmune disease. So making sure you have healthy vitamin D levels and supplementing if necessary is going to be a part of the puzzle. Those are three, like a quality multivitamin, a quality EPA, DHA, and a quality, um, vitamin D. And I'll leave those linked in the show notes. The three that I typically recommend to people. That's like, most people are going to be able to take these without any issues. Obviously always consult your doctor, especially if you have prescription medications, if there's something you're not supposed to have, but for most people, that's like the basic of what they should. That's like the minimum supplementation that we should be doing. And even just addressing those nutrient deficiencies, increasing the EPA DHA, which can help reduce inflammation within the body can start to help the digestive system and the digestive tract start to recover and function more optimally. But again, you're going to have to sit with a lot of these changes for several months and incorporate them as a permanent change. So if you don't see the results you want to see within two weeks, three weeks, two months, 
you have to just keep going. <laughs> you know what I mean? And now this is what I typically find is a lot of people experience like, uh, there's like a, like a high curve of like initial, like, Oh, I feel better. And then things kind of taper off and they plateau a little bit. And then the improvements are much more incremental, much more small as you continue on. But again, you're implementing something for a series of months when you've lived and been in a body that's dysregulated for years, you have to play the long game. You really do. There's a reason that I require a minimum of six months from my clients when they come and work with me, because I know that you'll start to see the changes really month two, month three, You'll start to see more changes month four, five, six, but we really need to make sure that the changes in the lifestyle changes that we're making for you are truly, truly established. Especially if you're somebody who has very high level issues, we can't address those high level issues until your foundation is solid. Your foundation with nutrition, movement, sleep, stress management, digestive behaviors, right? Is solid before we can tackle the higher level issues. We have to get the foundation in place. Otherwise, all of the work we're doing is for absolutely nothing. So how do you know what's appropriate or not from a supplementation standpoint? Because I always get this question. It depends. I'm gonna. No, I'm not gonna lie to you. If you're not sure what supplements you need to take or how you need to take them, you need to get some, like actually invest in support. Like you, uh, I, I'm happy to answer general questions, obviously in the DMs, but if you wanna pick my brain, you can pay me. <laughs> Like I do do one-off consultations, but I also have some spots for one-on-one coaching. If you're interested in a more in-depth assessment and game plan specific to you, um, just DM me and be like, Hey, I need some help. What are my options? And we'll start talking about what level of support is going to be appropriate for you. Maybe you are somebody who just needs a one-time consult just to fine tune, make sure that what you're currently doing is really optimal for you. Or maybe you do need to invest in coaching for a little while. So that way you can start to see the changes and you have the support because you've been trying to do it on your own for so long and you're just lost as fuck. Now, what's really exciting is I actually have a hormone quiz coming out. And it's not even necessarily a hormone quiz, but it also will identify if you're dealing with like more of a priority on digestive health. Um, and so if you want access to that, you can join my email list at the, um, link in the show notes. I'm very much excited for this. I cannot wait because a lot of times people are like, where do I start? So I finally developed a resource that will start to point you in the right direction for where to get started and how to seek out more information or determine if you are an individual who would qualify for more targeted support for your digestive and subsequently hormone health, right? Because if you've got major gut issues, your hormones are probably whacked out to a degree, to a degree, and you're probably not feeling great. So that's it for a gut brain axis, um, on the function of it and how to support it. Now here's the other flip side of the coin is if you have diagnosed mental health issues and you have gut issues, but your mental health issues are preventing you from addressing your health issues, which, which can be a thing. It's like, how do I get out of this vicious cycle? Where the first thing to do is it's okay to seek out support for medication. It hundred percent is. I have absolutely leveraged medication in my journey before, because sometimes medication can put you in a position where you can actually function 
and start to build up simple tasks, right? Um, the other thing is to maybe you're trying to do too much and that's part of what's stalling you out, especially if you have like ADHD or anxiety. Um, a lot of times when we're trying to start something new or embark on something, we go like full steam ahead. We want things to move very fast and then we burn out, but then we're also not prioritizing the steps in the order that would really make sense for our bodies, right? So your mental health is not an excuse to neglect your physical health. In fact, it's more so of a reason to make sure that you're seeking out those resources and support in order to get the needle moving. So that way you can put more proactive measures in place. Now, I have a lot of clients who are very similar to me and that we all have, we've all got some issues. They've got mental health issues. I've got mental health issues. And part of what I do within my coaching is we will modulate our goal setting for the week, for the month, for this phase in their life, depending on what's going on in their brain. Because I very much understand what it's like to have a situation where the only day, only thing you can really truly accomplish that day is that you showered. (laughs) But it's been maybe five days since you showered. Like I've been in those depressive episodes before and I know how hard it is can just be to put one foot in front of the other. So my approach with coaching, especially when somebody comes to me and they're like, I know I have these issues and I know where they provide barriers is to provide very empathetic and very flexible solutions so that we, we can keep moving the needle forward, even if it's slow, even if it's slow, because slow is better than not at all. But they also have, they're not trying to use their brain power to come up with what they need to do next. I can provide a very detailed, okay, this and this is what I want you to focus on. And they're like, that's it. I'm like, that's it. They're like, all right, that, that seems a lot easier than like what I was thinking it had to be in my head because it's very hard to get out of our own head. So now what we're doing then is we're not only just, we're not only supporting from the mental health perspective. Again, I'm not a counselor. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a psychiatrist. I just have read, researched, and lived and experienced and coached a lot of people with this set of issues. And so it's given me a unique skill set to help support that population, especially because a lot of these people also have gut issues. And so we're able to start slowly modulating their digestive health, the quality of their digestive health, and it gives them more bandwidth within their mental health as time goes on, which is such a beautiful thing to see. Now, if you don't have a diagnosed issue, but you do experience some level of anxiety, some level of overwhelm, and you have digestive issues, this is where you're going to want to start taking a heavier focus on your gut health much more seriously. I would much prefer somebody set gut health related goals than weight loss related goals, because you're not going to be able to lose weight if your gut health is screwed up. You know what I mean? There's a direct correlation between your gut health, your hormone function, and your metabolic function. If you have poor gut health and you have poor metabolic function due to hormone imbalances because you're in poor gut health, those hormone imbalances are going to negatively affect your metabolic health, which is going to cause you to not be able to reach any kind of physique goal. And by pummeling yourself into the ground by sheer force of will trying to meet a physique goal when your guts and hormones are compromised, you're only going to make those things worse over time. And then you end up in a situation where you are getting diagnosed with anxiety. You do have to go on SSRIs. You do have to get, you do have to go on, you know, get, you, you develop an autoimmune disease or a chronic illness. And then you're like, how did I get here? And like, it's because you beat your body into submission and you can only do that so often before it's going to fight you back in a big way and do everything in its power to slow you the fuck down and stop you in your tracks because it's sick of your shit. <laughs> like that's how it goes. So that's sort of my spiel on gut health, gut brain access, gut health and mental health. 
Um, and so hopefully this was informative for you. I really just wanted this to be a very like, um, you know, educate you on what is going on with your digestive health, how it impacts you, what the gut brain axis is and what those implications are, some strategies and considerations surrounding it. So if this was good for you, if you enjoyed this episode, please, um, screenshot it, share it to Instagram, tag me, DM me, let me know what you enjoyed. If you have an idea of something or a question you want me to answer on the podcast, let me know. Um, we are coming up in two or three more episodes on the one year anniversary. I think, um, next week, next week's episode is going to be on birth control 101. Um, and then the next episode is the one year anniversary of the podcast. And so I'll be doing a little bit of a mini Q and a. So if you want something you want me to cover or answer, um, in that episode 38, little, ep- uh, anniversary episode, let me know. All right, you guys, that is it for today's episode. Thanks so much. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into the What The Funk podcast. Be sure to leave a rating and a review and don't forget to take a screenshot. Tag me on Instagram. My handle is at elena.m.fit. I would love to hear what you want to hear on the podcast. I do respond to DMs. I would love to talk with all of you. I'm so excited for you being here today. Thank you so much for the support and I will see you next time. Just a quick disclaimer for the information found in the What the Funk podcast. I am not a licensed medical professional, mental health professional, or registered dietitian. The advice and recommendations given out on this channel and on this podcast are not intended to diagnose or treat any kind of medical condition or mental health condition. If you do think you have a medical condition, please speak with your medical provider. Please consult your medical provider before implementing any kind of supplement regimen or exercise regimen or nutrition regimen into your lifestyle, as well as be aware that listening to this podcast does not constitute a coach client relationship. Thank you guys so much.